thing, you know. But then we go, and then all of a sudden I say, and we're recording. I still don't understand. A uh, lot of mercy. Vinny Pazzo. <laughs> I can't follow that up. Penny Pazzo. This is episode 30. I don't like the we are recording. Game. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm, I'm not, not doing that. We're rolling. No, I know. Scott you will sue me for no. uh, copyright infringement. You need a whole no, but you need your a deal. Own gimmick. You need a deal, man. We're recording this, is yeah. It's kind of flat. That's priority. How about like and we're cooking because we're at the Macaroni Mansion. <laughs> That's pretty good. And we're cooking. Pretty, uh, I'm not upset with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just dropped the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode thirty of the Broad Street Breakdown. <laughs> I like round numbers. Yeah, why not? It's nice and even. Combing my hair. <laughs> Did that work? Wow. Combing my boob, huh? Right. Extra wide sneakers. Save the genius from me, will you? You worry about the... Boo in my font. Oh, wow. <laughs> not mad at that one at all. Save <laughs> the genius. For me. For me. Broad Street Breakdown is being brought to you by Crescent Street Tattoo, 4371 Crescent Street, Philly, PA, CrescentStreetTattoo.com. Also, no slam dancing, no stage diving, no spikes in oral history of the legendary City Gardens by Miss Amy Yates Wolfing and Stevie Puerto Rico. (laughs) There you go. You can that's, go to www.dewolf.com. That's D-I-W-U-L-F.com. Facebook is No Slam Dancing. Sicko. Uh, oh. <laughs> Stupid idiot sicko. Wait your turn. Oh, is he back again? Sicko, how are you on this uh, lovely Thursday? I was doing all right, but, you know. But what? Then we started aiming... We started, and you started taking <laughs> shots at me for no Look, reason. I didn't do anything, man. Fuck, man. Oh, it's all right, Professor. I'm willing to suffer. For fly, that. Eagles, fly on the road to. Did you see that first game with the Eagles? <laughs> with the first game with the Eagles, Carson Wentz going to bring us to the Super Bowl this year. Oh boy, I like Johnny Carson. This guy has watched a total of like four football games. I've probably watched more football. I definitely fucking has. lit it the fuck up, baby. This is the year. <laughs> He's yeah. talking about soccer. Did you watch this? I watch every Sunday. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Usually at the shop. I mean, not going to happen now. Or I'm going to watch it on my phone. Jobber. Or How are you going to do that? I'll figure out. Oh, I could probably do something with the uh, the FiOS app. We'll see about that. Pal. We will see. If not, we'll get it running in the shop. Football Sundays at the shop. Great. <laughs> OG, uh, have you heard uh, anything from the doctor about the Darth Vader transformation? Well, yesterday. <laughs> what had happened was. <clears throat> I hadn't heard anything, so I called. I had to call the doctor. That's not good. I said, listen. First of all, it was a deal getting through to anybody. I said, listen. I haven't heard anything from these fucking people that you told me is going to call me to fucking do the deal. They said, okay, well, we're it's out of our hands at this point. you got to call the place. Called the, the medical supply place, and 
Did I tell everybody I got diagnosed with this? Did we did we go over that? No. No, I don't. Okay, know. they called me with the results a, a couple weeks ago and said you have the sleep apnea. This supply place is going to call you, and they're going to bring you the gimmick. So okay. So you don't need the guy. You can do it legit. No, you but we, need... well, we get into that in a Let's little. Let them tell the story, will you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so he's. <laughs> He's so I, I, they say it's out of our hands. You gotta call. So I call the medical supply place, and the medical supply place says, "Oh, I said you called me last week and said that it was a hassle getting through them too." I said you called me last week and said you were gonna call me in, in a day or two. You said two days max, the, and set up an appointment to get me this the 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 machine gimmick. And right. I haven't heard from anybody. And they said, oh, yeah, uh, we're seeing here that insurance hasn't approved it yet. We're waiting for insurance's approval. I said, well, what can I do to speed the process? Speed the spe- well, yeah. you have to call insurance. So I said, okay. That's a nightmare. Not By nightmare. the way, this is all while I'm driving in, in the car. <laughs> yeah, of course it yeah. is. I said, okay. Call insurance, which I had no idea how to do. Kathleen had to tell me how to do that. Call insurance get insurance on the phone which was actually the easiest of the process imagine that i would have thought they would have been the biggest hassle but there was no problem getting through the insurance insurance says to me oh we approved this three days ago here's the approval number call them back and say here's the approval number get the, i said okay no problem call those motherfuckers back which is a whole nother process because I can't get through to anybody. Fucking get through. And they're like, I was like, look, I, I called fucking insurance. I just talked to you a minute ago. Uh, I called. I got, an, I got an approval number here. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. On hold. 14 minutes. Timed it. Jeez. Yeah, 14 minutes. I was on hold. Um. She gets back on. She's like, okay, well, uh, what's the number? Let's see approval number. Give her the approval number. And I'm like, okay, so what's the deal? Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back to you in within three days because now we have to verify the approval number. I was like, I fucking just did your job for you. I got you the fucking number. What are you telling me now? Like, I didn't just make up this random fucking number. I gave you the number and you know that it's an insurance approval number. Oh, well, we have to fuck about I said, listen, if I don't fucking hear from you, by tomorrow, I'm calling every hour. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing. Took the kids this morning, walked in the house, 9, like, oh, 02, some dude called me. And he's like, listen, we're coming Monday. So as, supposedly, as of Monday, I will have a sleep CPAP. helping gimmick. <sighs> Thank you. Point being, I try and live inside the system. You know what I mean? I try and do the right fucking thing. I could have had this machine from my guy fucking two months ago, and I'm trying to do the fucking right thing. And when you try and live like a chump, you get treated like a chump. Charlie warned us about these things, man. Can't live in their world. It's our world, man. Yeah. We need to... We need to yeah. make gimmicks so we don't have to deal. I need to go with my gut all the time. Uh, two months ago, three months ago, however fucking long ago, I said I should just fucking call the guy yep. and get the deal. Phil's boy. But I, I had like Kathleen in my head saying like, oh, 
you should have a record of this because when you come up for insurance again, they'll say you have a pre-existing condition and they'll continue your insurance. Yeah, she's probably right. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's right. But I'm still without a deal. That's what being right gets you. Death. Listen. And dealless. When when you try when you try and live like a chump, you get treated like a chump, and we ain't chumps. No, we're not. And then I have to go, and I gotta get, raise my voice a little bit while I'm driving. Yeah, it's not okay. Swerving all over. Xavier's the place. in the car with me, laughing. Right. <laughs> like it's not all right. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good scene. He's Xavier. Popping. You got a fucking pen. I gotta write this fucking thing down. Right. He thinks that's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is to him. This is to me as well. It's not funny and it's not fun. It's neither funny nor fun. Um, so that's so that's what that. I fucking did. Well, they better by by next Tuesday show. They better fucking. You better be wearing the Darth Vader gimmick. You better be all Darth Vadered up. Will you do the show in the Darth Vader mask? That's the question. I don't know until I have it. I don't know how much of a deal it is. The it's bigger, a deal. The bigger of a deal They're it is. They're sending out a motherfucker to show me how to fucking use this thing. A tutorial? Yeah. Damn, so I bad. imagine it's a bit of a deal. Yeah, I think he co- the dude comes and lays in bed with you while you <laughs> fall asleep <laughs> with him. <laughs> if you give him an extra 10 what bucks, you? What do you sit back, you. Pablo? Yeah, now now that we got that, we can hold these jaws. We don't got to see this guy. He's gimmicking it up like he's uh, like a Freddie Mercury gimmick. <laughs> Remember not, when Freddie had a little... I'm not mad at this. This is all right. Try it out. Well, I here's, says to this guy, I says, I don't know. If I like here's the real shit. Like it. Here's the shit. Where you're like, you know what, Pat? Shut the fuck up. You do that shit sideways, motherfucker. Get shook. You fucking turn that thing sideways. I'll See, turn look, it he got hype when I he got hype when I turn it sideways. Fucking peanut head of yours. See, he got all worked up when I turn it sideways. Fucking moon that boot, shit does. shoebox, feet wearing <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> fucking Jimmy wearing feet. Fuck. Jimmy's getting upset. Um. So yeah, uh, I talked to Gavin recently about. I forget what what music I was sending you or, or who we were talking about. Maybe we were talking about uh, um, Poison Clan. I was like, "Do you remember Poison Clan?" And then mm-hmm. I sent you the joint. You were like, "Oh, I'm with this." Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to you about how. I sold a lot of my record collection, mm-hmm. you know, the vinyl. Yeah, uh, you, you, I remember the texture. You, you decided on the spot. I'm rebuying everything ever that I that I yeah, sold. Yeah, right. the ba- basically what I did was the only thing I didn't sell of years and years and years of collecting, going back to being a, a kid when my nan would take me. To 69th Street, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, it, it's a lot of years, man. So even if you, even if you're somebody who didn't sell a lot of that stuff, or or you know, you lend stuff out, you fucking lost stuff. That, you fucking that's didn't. a very good point. And you man. just like over the course of fucking thirty years, you, you just don't have shit that you had at one point, bro. I found I found a crate that I thought I had sold those records. And when I found my Operation Ivy first press, the vinyl wasn't in there. It was just the... That's what yeah. I mean. Like, so I was like, yo, man, what the fuck? I left this at Jimmy Chong's house yeah. and fucking whatever, yeah, whatever. Right, it's fucked. Yeah, so what I did, I basically went through everything and assessed 
All right, how much did I sell? What do I have? What do I have that I'm like, yo, I love this record. I need this. This is kind of beat up. Let me see if someone reissued it. You know what I mean? So I can have another copy. Right. So I've spent the past however many months rebuilding the collection that I sold at least half of because I was a moron and I wanted Polo and Jordans when Whoa. I was in high school. And I... You know, see back then too, stuff was so it seemed so accessible. Yeah, like we had no way of knowing where things were going to go. go. Yeah. So it was like, fuck, man, I can get ten bucks for this. Yeah, and I paid two. Exactly. Like, give me ten bucks, and I'll go buy it again next week. That's I was basically like, this is a temporary thing. I'm going to come up on all these records again next year. You know what I'm saying? And we're like, right at that age where we saw the transformation from records to cd cassettes to, to, yeah. to, to this to that to the other thing. Yeah, absolutely and and it, it happened i mean in the in the big picture it happened very quickly yeah so all of a sudden shit you sold or got rid of five years before you ain't fucking finding anymore and you're like what the fuck happened yeah here? everything got all fucked up there's joints in this process where i'm the things are out of press and you're, you're tracking records down across the world, whether it's on Discogs.com from like independent sellers. And there's records I paid $100 for. You know well, what I mean? They weren't new. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking, you know, some of that fucking wacky, real wacky metal stuff that you like may have been able to be bought anywhere back then yeah now you got to go to fucking some hut and fucking whatever you're buying it from some guy on a in a rainforest somewhere. bro that's basically like, what's like there's packages that are coming that looks like the the writing and the, wherever mail they send it from is like hieroglyph yeah the it's like in banana leaves yeah it's like this it's like my name and the symbol for boron <laughs> on on some of the fucking boxes and like you said some of it is ra so rare now and however many they press then you know what i mean some record report do y'all remember cancer the band mm -mm. they recorded at mara sound you know where everyone did obituary and death and all that it's their stuff is is incredible but those records are so rare now that i'm i'm paying crazy money for it but i mean part of what i wanted to, to talk about was th th there's something heavier there for me it's i like the sound of vinyl i think it's a, in 2016 some people think it sounds hipster and pretentious to say vinyl sounds better but we've had discussions before sicko mm -hmm. i remember listening to seven inches at your crib mm -hmm. you know what i mean when you had gg allen seven inches some people really do believe vinyl sounds better i'm one of them i think uh, it's i think it sounds warmer i don't like i don't like uh, over um uh, um over processed mm -hmm. uh, overproduced not that not the production of, uh, can be affected by the vinyl but what i mean more is a lot of shit that sounds over compressed the vocal sound compressed things like that i was listening to the um let's start a war the exploited uh, it's a reissue on red vinyl. I was listening to it. I'm like, this record sounds good as fuck on, on vinyl. But the bigger picture for me and everyone here at one point in, in our friendship collected music heavy. So, P, we, we used to go on record. Well, Gavin worked in a record store and me you, and Sicko would go on missions weekly. When you, 
when we first met, you had all tapes, and then CD technology came into play. I don't ever really remember you having vinyl. It was very rare. Okay. So you had mad cassettes. I think you were copying them from Chili Willy, right? Like Most of mine were from, yeah, Chili Willy. Bootleg like, hip-hop uh, cassettes. Like 10th and Chest, between Chestnut and Market. Yeah. Chili Willy had the uh, the bootleg stand set up. And then when you, when you got a gig and had bread, you were like pretty relentless with the CD collection, right? Yeah, once I finally was like, all right, cassette tapes are dead. Yeah. It was CD all day, mostly repro records. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we acquired CDs from other places. But what, yeah, well, but what yeah. do you think it was that led, you don't, you don't collect music anymore, right? No. I, and, and yeah, I mean, I want no pieces of material in my house anymore. So what does that mean? It's a space thing? It's yeah. a neat thing? Yeah, it's like a, if I just had a server in my basement with every song ever, I'd be cool with that. Where in Sigo, you're the same way? Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I mean, when I was younger and had what you would call disposable income, because yeah. you live at home, what the fucking bills do you have to pay? Yeah. You get your little part-time job. Yeah. It's all found money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I would ever do is buy records. I had a shit ton of records. I had a fantastic... You had a good collection. Yeah, I had, I had an amazing Misfits collection. Original, original Misfits shit. Part of the stuff I sold. I, I, I sold Cough, it all. Cough, cool, everything. I sold I, it all. Yeah, me um, too. And <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of trouble with my conscience selling it then because I was selling it for a very definite reason. Um, but So what would that reason be? Drugs. Um I sort of started feeling bad about it, but as I got older, I sort of came to this, and I think this was the birth of internet culture when you start to see how prevalent, like, like with hardcore, it was like, yeah, me and like six of my friends know about it. Nobody else in the world knows about it. Yeah. And then like, you know, there's Facebook and you find out like every person is into everything and you can't tell, oh, well, they have that knowledge because... They came up in the scene from like 1982 where they learned or, or it. they got on the internet yeah. and just started yeah. reading stuff but whatever whatever i just this it came over me that like it just wasn't that important to have the actual stuff like i could still love the music you know whether i hear it, uh, an mp3 of you know a favorite song from 20 years ago it just it became much less important to me to have the actual physical copy of it. It's not even a convenience thing. It's just, I don't give a shit. It just wasn't as important to me anymore. The music's important, don't get me wrong on that. Yeah. But the actual, like, like if, if, I, if I had a windfall of like $10 million tomorrow, like records would be the last thing on my mind to buy. Oh, just, okay. I just don't care about the actual physical medium that well, they come th on. This is, this is a number that's, pretty fucking crazy i don't it must be a generation that we're not in tune with but vinyl sales are up 32 percent um the highest it's been since 1988 and 416 million dollars uh in 2015 cds are down 10 percent um i mean do they even make cds anymore I, i'm asking that legit yeah i'm I, i'm not sure like say Beyonce comes out mm -hmm. I don't know if she does right. I know but it's like everything that we've ever been involved with 
musically has been counterculture. It's niche market. So sure, sure. if I tell you that some new hip hop shit or some new punk rock shit, hardcore shit is on CD, I don't know that that's speaking for right. pop that, culture. That you makes know what I mean? sense, but that's a whole different I don't know. Lane. I don't know if you can um, get the new Beyonce on CD. You know what I mean? Like but, when if, if Jay-Z drops an album. like y- Yeah, I think so, but... I think all those super t- pop artists do because Walmart and Target still has like an aisle. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah new re- like new release stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I bought Jay's newest record on vinyl, but but that goes back to saying how much of this stuff is like hipster culture. Yeah, and the fact that they sell vinyl at uh, what's it called, Urban Outfitters, and. I guess, and then the the other stamp, the other the side of the coin is, me when when whenever I drop a new project, I get inundated with the y'all are doing vinyl, right? So, but you have to understand, I'm looking at this number; it's up thirty two percent, four hundred sixteen million dollars, a ton of money. It's almost half a billion dollars. But how much money of this four hundred sixteen million was used to make the vinyl? Right. Like, what does it cost to press vinyl? That's. I mean, it's a. First off, the more of a collector you are, the more ill you want the layout to be. You want double vinyl, so to double your money there. You want gatefold, double your money there, and then you want colored vinyl. Colored vinyl. You know, swirls, things like that. It's Inserts. All of that. So you you might pay eight, nine, ten dollars, and then you have to retail it at what? $25, $30 to even come up at all. Man. So the numbers, I'm, I mean, numbers are bottom line. So you, we can't really argue with this, that it's up 32%, and we can't argue with the fact that it made $416 million. But we can, the caveat is, how much did it cost, whereas... When you're getting, now it sounds crazy that I would be a proponent of digital being a record collector myself because what you and Pablo said, I'm kind of the, I'm getting the feeling when I'm getting records now in 2016 that I did when I was 11. Opening the box, when I see the boxes there, I'm excited as shit. I still love the smell of opening it. I still love putting it on the turntable. I'm, I'm getting all my seven inches back. I'm taking pictures at three in the morning of them, sending them to Gavin. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? That's little kid shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, no, nah, I don't know about them. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's even created conversations with one of my closest friends by being like, oh, I just got this. Even that is healthy. Oh, fuck. I've, oh, I haven't listened to that in 20 years. You know what I mean? It's as Gavin said um, uh, when we first started talking about, well, what if it's some fucking goofy record that you haven't, you can't track down? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That can easily apply to a punk record or something because I'm doing it with the hardcore records. There's, you guys remember like Smorgasbord records and stuff. There's seven inches, you know what I mean? Early victory. I mean, obviously they're huge now in in both like metalcore and they have gold albums but those early victory those real hard seven inches like by billingsgate and shit that shit's like so fucking far out of out of press out of everything the first press of the 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 breakdown seven inch that i put over last episode who knows what that's going for you know i saw you know i talked to jason carter from sheer terror and uh um 
but OG, I didn't ask you much about it because I said I remember listening to a specific um, Gigi Allen seven inch at your crib. I remember the year. I remember everything. I'm, you and Pablo ended up at Denny's that night. But did, was that just? Were you like this is what I want and this is the form it's on, so that's why I'm buying it? And then how how did working in record stores you you spent your life working at or running record stores or or running tattoo shops? That's been your life since you were what fifteen when you got the first gig? Yeah, yeah, it was before I could drive. So, so yeah. you're going twenty five years only being around music and tattoos. That's been your existence because you've been in bands. You've played shows, you've put out music, so your whole existence outside of your outside of your children yeah. has been music and or tattoos. Right. Um, like, I guess what I'm saying is when, when, it, when you were 15 and vinyl was the format, right. did you get it because that was the format or you cared? You like 12 by 12, AO. It's, you know, there's something to me about holding yeah. the, the exploited thing. And I, I know you've put it over now and I know you're saying you don't care. So I'm not shooting on you because at one time you did. You're no, just like, yeah, you're just kind of like, I'm past it for whatever reason. And you're, you are, you do love music and it, it is your life's blood. Yeah. So I can. I know exactly. I normally what you're... would torture you, but you love music as much as anyone I know. And I know those feelings exactly the feelings that you're talking about, and I have felt them. And you know, it was a big part of my life. It just you know. Maybe the two year anniversary of the podcast, I'll be telling y'all how it came and went. Right. Like, look, Pablo's knocking out, man. Look at that. Yeah, he's tapping. I think that th th there's that feeling because that's what we grew up on. Yeah. Whereas if somebody who was born a later th and they came up and they only had access to CD stuff, or for example, they wouldn't understand that sort of thing. I think it's because of the age we are. Um, I, yeah, I started buying records at a very, very young age. Um, my my mother definitely encouraged that very early on um that's all i knew i didn't it wasn't even a such thing as collecting really it yeah just, it just it just was right yeah you bought that's record. how it was for me and then it led it wasn't until i was the more we got into subculture and counterculture that i understand oh this is a thing like this is rare or this isn't i mean yeah previous like, to that you would just go buy the new Sure, and Kiss and with or right, whatever it was. Where, where Kiss was in, we were using with how much your mom loved the Beatles. It wasn't, it wasn't a rare record to to get Abbey Road. Right, it's not until you're like, oh, this label only pressed a thousand of these. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, or, or the, and that the, was a really fun part of it yeah. too, like that yeah. searching and and when or, you or when you were it. like, uh, you thought the band only had two albums, and you're like, what's this album? Oh, it's it. A French import, bro. Your what the hell's going? Mind would explode, yeah. bro, yeah. because you didn't get a tweet that there's right, some right, rare, right, rare right. you know. And I never want us to sound like those dudes. Like, well, no, it's social media because we use social media for this podcast, Absolutely. and it, it can be incredible. And you know, with podcasts and with Netflix, shit is awesome. You know what I mean? But but it was I, also awesome to find that record you didn't right. even know existed. It's just too. It's it's. Apples and oranges. There was something to looking on the back of records yep. and, oh, I love this label. So what, oh, they, this, these guys put out Black Flag, SST, all right, <laughs> I'll buy this. Or 
you know, there was the, something to, like, I was really big on the inserts, Ayo. Um, there was something oh, you to love inserts. pulling it out, Ayo. And, like, the one side being lyrics. Like, if you put lyrics yeah, your mind in a thing, blown. like, that was the best fucking thing you could do. Yeah, and the other side of poster. The other side, like, a collage of pictures. Yeah. And then the fucking thank you list. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's a band I need to check out. Here's yeah. a band I never heard of. Dead Kennedys, what could this be? I wonder why my favorite metal band is thanking something called Dead Kennedys. Yeah. I'll make a mental note. To Absolutely. To, you know what I mean? And I mean, I still do that. It's just not Absolutely. always from records. But if I see someone big someone up, well, it's just a different way of that. You yep. know what I'm saying? But, but um, I mean, I think I told Gavin... Like when I first got hip to to the band Ghost, mm -hmm. it was because Headfield had a shirt on. You know what I mean? Not that not that uh, I'm a, 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 a 2016 mark for James Headfield, but I was like, I wonder what that shit. You know, because it looked like some creepy shit. So I'm like, oh, it's probably like some weird Scandinavian death metal. And I peeped it, and it wasn't that, but I ended up digging it. But it's still the same. It's still the same thing. But I guess, well, Gavin, when you were saying they didn't go through it the same thing but when i if i didn't buy vinyl or something didn't come out on vinyl because remember that started happening mm -hmm. you know what i mean as it started fading if i got a cassette or a cd i was still excited about opening that too it was still the physical I, act i never got excited yeah i would CDs be or cassette. i never owned cassettes other than blanks to tape to, the vinyl to tape stuff to listen to in the car yeah i would i would i started i hated cds i guess I guess I did what everyone does when you're just like, there was definitely a shift before you could burn everything to disc, mm -hmm. but and the only option was to burn the tape, to go from vinyl to tape. So then I started going, well, why don't I just buy the tape? You know what I'm saying? And then later you could buy a disc burner and go from vinyl to disc. And then I did that for a few years and then I just tapped out at one point. I hated CDs when they came out and it had nothing to do with how they sounded. Like it was just like, like to me, the vinyl is the official release. Yeah. A CD or a cassette is just like a knockoff of it. Like you didn't, to me, you didn't own the music unless you had the vinyl. Cause yeah. that's the format that, that I started out on it, it for, the entire existence of the music industry that was the format. I think that's how now at my age now I'm looking at it again I'm going through 65,000 songs 68,000 songs on my computer running through everything and going do I have this on vinyl mm. or is this just something I attain digitally you know what I mean even if I paid for it cuz I pay I buy music to me um the like the the vinyl the record the album was the hardback book yeah and your cds were like the knockoff paperback yeah version. yeah that's they were thro they were disposable to yeah. me which is which is what i did not like about them i didn't like a little booklet like i want the whole fucking layout i want the fucking i want the gatefold yeah you remember that second second possessed full length yes the, uh, beyond the gates or at the gates or something whatever but it like opened out like 17 yeah fucking, yeah like i wanted that yeah of course um and then sound quality was was definitely a thing like i hated the sounds of cds the first time i heard the first cd i ever bought was uh um south of heaven 
Really? And it sounded like a completely different record to me than because I had already had it on vinyl. Yeah. But I got my first CD player, and that's what was out at the time. I'm, I think I think the sound quality of vinyl also is completely relative to the shit we listen to. Yes. Hip-hop sounds better on vinyl. Punk rock sounds better. I don't know. If if someone was like, this Beyonce album sounds like shit on vinyl, I'd believe them. You know, I don't know that it, it lends itself. There's there's sonically something that has to be going on to to lend itself to vinyl, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think so too. I think I agree with that. I'm not. I know, I'm not sure how much it would matter. You know, to, to it being warmer or anything. Like you listen to Stevie Wonder, you listen to Talking Book or Music on My Mind on vinyl. Yeah, it's a thousand times warmer. All the bass and drums are way warmer on. And on the reverse, like you take something like that, that one, that landmark DRI seven inch that's like twenty two songs. Yeah, literally on a seven. Yeah, like you can't. I could never imagine listening to that like fully produced, right? On, right. On in in digital formats. Like, right. No, it needs to be on that crackly yeah. little shitty, no bottom end seven inch. Well, like, that's the thing. Like where my brother and I. We, we would argue, like, when I would play him shit a million years ago, like the Misfits and stuff, he would shit on the production. I, in my head, I'm like, what do you want Rick Rubin to do this? Right, right. The, the, none of those records that we loved, or even today, some of these new bands we put over, like, would that sound good being recorded with dudes, you know what I mean? With and like a $200,000 budget. Yeah, I think yeah. I think... You know, like violent reaction. Would that would that sound good or like polished? It wouldn't to me. You Not know, at all. I like it how it is. You know what I'm saying? And you got to remember too, we're the type of pe like we come at music and listen to music in different ways. I think than your average person, and for different reasons. Um, we've all been brought up on the fact that like. Like the like the Bad Brains War cassette. Like there is no shittier sounding yeah. piece yeah. of music out there. It's a horror scene, and it's like the greatest piece of music ever made. Yeah, because you do like it wouldn't even, especially at that age, it wouldn't even enter into your mind that this sounds like garbage. Right, what you're listening to is an energy, not a sound. Absolutely. Well, I think the thing is where what we were speaking a couple episodes ago about Squares ruining everything. Mm -hmm. They're also ruining my quest to retain all of my albums because there's records that realistically, I'm not saying what are they worth to us because a record you love, you can't put a price on it. But there's a, there's records that kids are selling. I'm like, all right, man, this is like a beat up used seven inch. This thing's worth $10. Like now I got to pay $50 for this thing because it, Squares are, are trying to, you can look at, the, again, the number, up 32%, 416 million. You're not getting the 416 million with counterculture people, man. Right. That means it is cracking mainstream. I mean, that probably even goes all the way up to baby boomers who are buying reissues of stuff they grew I mean, up people, on because that's their for, the I, format they know. Yeah, I think older people are doing what I'm doing. Yes. Just They're just an older generation. Replenishing. It yeah, like yeah. Well, I should have never got rid of my vine. You know what I mean? I'm saying that, but I'm still relatively young. Those, those people probably lost their original copies of Beatles records 30 years ago. You know what I mean? Or more. 
they could have had them in the late 70s and that's the last time they saw them so they go oh they they remastered remixed all this stuff you know what i mean added bone and shit all right word yeah well that's um i yeah that 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 number struck me man i just um but you also deal with it from a flip side from a from a business standpoint of you putting out vinyl yeah i gotta imagine that's not the best from a business, business perspective, it's it's stupid to be doing it. That's the reality of the situation. To everybody who owns my vinyl or buys it, I love you and it's great, but do trust that I do it because of how I came up, not because it's a smart business decision. Because and, you know, I'll say from my end, a, a lot of those kids that are buying it, I mean, you, we all know you have a very far-reaching international audience, and I, you know, I do a lot of stuff for Enemy Soil. I see a lot of this stuff come in, where, um, you know, these kids will order a twenty-five dollar uh, version, vinyl version of your record, and then they'll be writing us like, "I live in the UK. Like, why is it costing me a hundred and forty dollars yeah. for this twenty-five dollar yeah. record?" And that's not even shit that has to do with the music. No, industry. it's not, man. It's like, and all I can do is will kind of be apologetic but it's not my fault and yeah. then understand just tell them i feel their pain because i'm going through the same thing when i want a black metal album from poland you know what i mean the album's 18 euro and i'm paying 46 dollars to get it over here you know what i mean especially if it's some kind like like you were saying like colored vinyl double of course vinyl, man or know. some or a first pressing you know right the, right the, it's like yeah, I'm buying some shit back that I didn't have that was new, but then I'm looking for OG pressings of shit, too, because I want that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's the thing. It's become a collector's market. It's a, you know, yeah. it's not, again, it's not the dominant format, so they're not beholden to anyone, whether it's you making the records or the people that are selling you the records you're buying personally. It's it's almost like Thunderdome, like they can do whatever they want because they know no one else is doing. Yeah, this absolutely. I you're mean, they're going to get it here or you're going to not have it. I mean, I've paid ridiculous prices for some of the shit and, and I had the choice to not to. But I'm like, do I want this? or do, You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone hits that point in their life with something. It might not be records, but whatever it is, I'm. Yeah. I wanted these sneakers. Oh, they're this much. Fuck it. I'm buying it. Yeah, I don't like care. in 1980. I remember 1986 buying. Uh, I think it was a second pressing of the Misfits Bullet. Uh -huh. I paid one hundred and twenty dollars for it, which was astronomical yeah, then. Of course, um, for a, it was basically a three dollar record. But I understand that because it's a very rare record. Yeah, absolutely, and it's you know that's kind of what it's like. Everything is worth what it's worth to you, right? But with that, there were no other options. It wasn't like, well, I really just love the song, so yeah. let me just download the MP3 yeah, from yeah, this yeah. site. It of was course. like, either I put the money on this record or I'll never hear it. It was never about, like, like I've talked to you about this privately. Like, I've, I've never considered myself a collector, and I don't really, ha like, get into that whole collecting world. Like, yeah. everything that I, when I sold my Misfits collection, like the the I, I, it went through like three different outlets. I went to like one store, one one or two private people. But like the dudes at the store would go through it, and they'd be like, "Man, this is really rare, but it's in such shitty condition. Like you could get five hundred dollars for it, 
but I'm only giving you a hundred because yeah. I didn't fucking tack it up on a wall and seal it in plastic. That shit got played. Of course. You have people nowadays that buy records that never even see a fucking turntable Absolutely. or a needle. Absolutely. And I think that factors into the business aspect yeah, of it. Definitely. What, what they're charging for. Yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah. Um well we're gonna get into some biz. We weren't too happy about what the the PWI what was it, twenty two twenty two eleven we did. Eleven. <laughs> now we're now we're into the Now we're getting into the shit. The nitty gritty. We're in will. the shit. So yeah. they better pick up or we're down gonna, to the nitty gritty. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm covering I'm trying this up not so to look. I'm trying not to have uh let my personal taste factor in too much. More like the year they had the 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 effect on the business that sort of thing you're trying to be objective yeah like uh, i'm going to be okay with someone in certain positions even if i don't particularly like them or they're not something that i personally enjoy it's like the when you do the 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 list of like top punk rock records and it's like okay i hate that record but i understand it needs to be on this list exactly exactly and we're only talking the last year. Correct. Okay. Number 10. Okay. <laughs> John Cena. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I was prob- going to say. Probably around where he. Yeah, was. I was going to For a second, I was going to say it should be higher, but he was hurt a lot of the year. Also, you just talked about. Not letting personal taste get in the way. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm agreeing I, with well, you I on almost, every. I, I almost said he should be higher, but then I thought about it, and he was out for a, a yeah. months this year. Yeah. So ten I is mean, about right. I'd when say. we both know that he's settle, settling or going to settle into someone who performs less and less, he's already not doing house shows. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, he I'm worked. Okay. He I'm, went ten years. I'm okay Wrestling. with. I'm yeah, okay I'm with that. With yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's a good sign. Number nine, Dean Ambrose. I'm gonna shock you, and I'm gonna say I'm okay with that too. That motherfucker's been involved in everything for the past year. So if we're not talking personal taste and personal whatever, and just what they've done in and for the business in the last year, he needs to be in the top ten for sure, and I don't want him any higher than that. So, I mean, what about the promos of the shits, corny? Yeah, but he's got he's, the five moves he's, of doom. He's, he's sloppy. One of, he's one of the only guys who is really definition over in quotes what you would call over. He's one of the only motherfuckers who's really over and who's probably making them some money because a lot of the dudes who we like and think are cool, they ain't making the bread for them. And they ain't got the TV exposure and they haven't been involved in in pretty much every major angle over the last year Ambrose has been involved in. I hate this. I agree. (laughs) Number eight. Seth Rollins. Could be higher. He was out for so long. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. He was number one in 2015. 
I'm okay with eight because he was out for as long as he was out. All right. If I, he ain't there, what? You, I like, was. I said Kubi higher and just realized how long he was out with he that was, injury. I mean, nine months maybe. A long time. Yeah. So I'm okay with eight. All right. Uh, I think we may both have a little bit of issue where he <clears> falls, but these next seven better be fucking good and they better uh, be right. Yeah. Number I like seven. the top ten better than the than the this eleven is through twenty. We're three in, and I'm already way happier. Than yeah, I was. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. What number is this? Seven. I got him a few higher up. Um. It depends who is coming after. All right, that's fair. So, so just make, make a, a mental, mental note. note. Still should be in the top ten though. Absolutely. I could be top five, depending on it what It depends happens. where we go from here. Oh, I just glimpsed at something and popped. Heavy. Hey, yo. <laughs> Number six, Mr. Kevin Steen, a.k.a. Kevin Owens. Could be top five? Should be. Agreed. Too low. This I'm pleasantly surprised with. Okay. Number five, yes. our pal, Jay Lethal. Um, if you switch Owens and Lethal so far, I'm okay. How dare you? Lethal should not be over Owens. No fucking How way. Dare no you. fucking way. Held about for way. 400 and something days. That's awesome. And he should be right, right below Kevin. Number four, AJ Styles. I want to flip, flip those last three. I want Owens higher. You want Owens at four, AJ at five, Lethal at six. <laughs> Number three, Kevin Owens is the same same scenario as we said about, as I said about Ambrose. He's been involved in every major thing in the last year. Yeah, and and a, a super important part of the 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 show and the business in general. The difference between him and Ambrose is he can fucking work his ass off. Yeah. You look at that shit show from whenever with him and Roman. Yeah. He made Roman look like fucking aces, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Who's doing that? Nah, that's true. Number three. Yeah. Finn Balor. Could be number one. Again, we can't go into... Oh, worker. monster pop! I just turned the page. We can't go into worker or uh, work rate. It's all got to be factored in, and their importance in the last year. Finn's been really important, but uh, I, he he. Sh I, I feel like again, Owen should be higher than that, or higher than Finn. I don't. I don't have a problem with that argument. I didn't like you switching up on my man Jay. I love Jay. But your argument for Steen being higher than Finn is very... 
Uh, I, I, so the last bunch, Steen should be higher than all the last bunch. Okay. The order of the of the bunch at that point, nah, it, 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 I'm okay with any order. Yeah. But Steen should be higher than all those dudes, the last couple dudes. This one popped me. I'm ready. In a good way. I'm ready. Hey, Rainmaker, Okada, number two. That motherfucker can go. He's money over there. He didn't jump ship. He's there. He's their guy. What everything you said about Dean is basically Okada for New Japan. I agree with you. Should not be number two. Top five. <laughs> I'm, <to> o- the <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with top five. Should not be number two. Again, my argument is going to be Steen should be over him. I, I'm not saying he that that Kevin should be number two necessarily, but I'm saying Kevin should be higher than Okada. I guess maybe we would look at it differently or see it differently if we had our finger more on the pulse of the Japanese scene than we do right now as opposed to how we did before. You know what I mean? Yeah, but big picture, bottom line, no matter what, us and all the fucking smart marks in the world want to think that the business revolves around Vince, period. Yeah, that's fair. Um, while I agree with every word you said about Okada, more so even, even if you put him over for another five minutes, I would still agree with you. Yeah. He's just not as important as some of Vince's guys in the big picture of the business. Fair enough. When Vince goes over to Japan and sells out a huge arena in their country. In their territory. When New Japan comes over here, they're selling out the ECW arena. Right. It's not a knock. Yeah. It's just this fact. It is. We've been there. Yeah. Yeah. That leads us to number one. This... uh, came to my door and I almost took a stroke I immediately took a picture and sent it to you (laughs) this is the only number that we knew ahead of time correct number one on Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 500 wrestlers of 2016 is none other than Roman Reigns I'm gonna chuck out an angle I'm going to throw out a little angle to you here. Please. Talk me off the ledge. Name a worker. I hate this new angle you're working. In any company I hate this angle you're any working. company in the world who has been talked about or debated more than Roman in the past year. If 
70% of that talk is this guy's the shits. Doesn't matter. I think it does. It's talk. If you're that, ta it's talk that everyone is talking about. Is he money? Is he a draw? Yes. So you think people are paying to boo him? Yes. Pablo Roman Reigns. Is that our boy? Is it? I do. I love him. What's he on about? He doesn't know who Roman is. <laughs> <laughs> Sicko. Why are we with these two? I'm not sure. Can we discuss that next episode with them here? That's the that's the first segment. First segment is why first are hour. the two of us friends with the two of them? Yeah, fair enough. First hour? I'm down. You know, so we, don't, write that down. we don't all have to like the same thing just to be friends. We can have different interests and levels of interest. Anyone who doesn't isn't interested by the sport of kings is no <laughs> friend of mine. <laughs> you have to be interested in fire and... Clouds. Brimstone. Yeah, right. That's what I was looking for. Sensitivity. Roman Reigns. Is he the subject of an Edgar Allan Poe yarn? Is <laughs> <laughs> it he in the Lord of the Rings? Trilogy? I like that tattoo he has. T -t I like tattoo. Like Titanic. <laughs> Did you ever see the David Spade take the hit stand up? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm watching Titanic. Yeah, that's how I say it. <laughs> he has a nice tattoo. Anybody see the Rob Lowe roast? No. I heard part of it. Look, man. Yeah, I, heard, I need Look, to check that out. In the days of DVRs, yeah. I think we have to start prefacing things like that, OG. Like what I'm telling you, you know, not on on air when I'm texting you about TNA mm -hmm. I'm only saying watch it knowing you can go through 40 minutes if need be right. and then add the commercials and I'm like yo basically do me a favor watch 25 minutes of this yeah so we can talk about it but yeah. there's people that got up the that and called her cunt but her being there everyone on stage said more heinous things to her I read about it than yeah. I've ever seen at any roast and it was very rewarding spiritually <laughs> yeah. to see this because because there's those people you go look man i'm into politics it ain't my bag what you think is what you think and then there's just vile a cunt. vile cunt racist obviously racist it's not hidden just flat out racist tweets race baiting race baiting every bad thing you can be and she was ethered yeah. on there spade hosted it and fucking annihilated yeah. um everyone kept saying uh everyone kept calling peyton manning them uh someone's mongoloid cousin <laughs> he just got fucking buried so yeah, yeah i was actually planning on watching it this week definitely watch it i told my mom to watch it and she thought it was fucking hilarious and like i said with in this era with dbrs you're like oh I'm not, this person's not as funny zip 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 you know what i'm saying um so, all right, yeah, so, eh, I don't know, I like your argument, to say number one, man, is just a, too jagged of a pill for me to, to, to swallow. If, if Roman is not being talked about in the past year, that eliminates 50% of conversation. Not between us, just of the business in general. 
everybody is was always on and still I, is. Fuck, you and I talk about him a lot. Yep. You were not, and he, that the bo- he has improved vastly. By the way, the bottom line with with conversation, uh, good, bad, whatever, is that it's conversation, and that means on some level that motherfucker's over. He's drawing too. Yep. If I, well, you're 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 selling me. That's the kind of list this is too. Yeah. No, no, of we're course, not talking of like work rate. No, yeah, no, 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 no. No, no. I mean, because you can go if you, if we're going work rate, I might be like Okada's the best to me. Yeah, and you I might I mean? say Finn. And right, maybe, we're talking, and then totally we, then different we talk dudes. about oh well, watching them on a huge stage right. would be our favorite match. Right, you know what I'm saying? Way different, way way different fucking list. Although Kevin's still up there. Kevin's uh, there's like of that top ten. Half are probably still in my Seth, top ten. It, yeah, Kevin, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. Finn, AJ, AJ. It's just we're, we're just yeah, gonna work with. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't but, think Roman uh, Roman's not in my probably not in my top twenty five. If we're just talking work, you know what I mean. Who? But he's gotten better, Roman. Yeah, but he's gotten better. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just. Uh, he's just a, a constant source of conversation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. None of those other dudes, other than Lesnar, maybe. Yeah. Who they had at fucking 19 or something. Yeah. It is a constant source of conversation. Yeah. You can't listen to any wrestling-based podcast or read any news uh, dirt sheet thing. Or whatever, without a no, mention it's of Roman or the last twelve months have been Roman and Brock dominated. Right. right. Yeah, you're right. Different w- which conversations, makes, different conversations, but, which makes it strange that Brock's so low. I, it has to be that he's part time, and they're kayfaving. You know, so, I mean, it, you know, like I'm reevaluating this whole list, and really, Roman and Brock should be one and two. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking impact, who which, the fuck else is even close? Yeah. Well, like the sicko said, we'll debate putting our own top ten list together yeah, maybe we for next next show. Okay, Thanks. we'll throw we'll we'll throw gimmicks at each other. Jimmy the Chin, yeah, Jimmy 10. the Chin's to work in a ten. Yeah. Do a top twenty. Listen, sicko, we <laughs> deal with the biz. You don't <laughs> and make sure you just you don't collaborate in between. No, we only we only collaborate. No, 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 no. That's how we dominate the world, pal. You gotta see how your list match up the sicko since you and blow haven't said anything in about a half hour pablo's half dead i think it's the shoes (laughs) yo money it's gotta be the shoes he's so comfortable the shoes the shoes it's gotta be the shoes gotta be the shoes is it how comfortable they are that you are nodding out no it's not it's not that it's 5 (laughs) a.m yo it's kayfabe man it's 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 Eight at night. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw it to, to Sicko. He's gonna do what he do. All right. I think this time we'll switch it up. We'll start with Vinny P. He's dummy. Yeah. He's not dummy. Yeah. Okay. Ah, <laughs> Vinny. What comes to mind when I say Slick Rick? Greatest storyteller of all time. Jeffrey. Lottie Dottie. We like to potty. <laughs> Rick potty? the Ruler. What? 
Wow. wow. <laughs> Yo, Pablo from? just pulled a bucket hat out and put it on. Super Bowl 50. <laughs> Somehow, since we've last seen him, he now likes football. I guess so. So strange. Vinny. Aaron Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) A brilliant filmmaker and was going to let us record at his little spot when we were doing Visions of Gandhi in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, and plans changed. I didn't know that. Yeah, and he hit on my ex-girlfriend, too. Nice. Yeah. Jeffrey? I don't know. Aaron or Darren. <laughs> Sigo, write that down. <laughs> I don't know Aaron or Darren. Yeah. Love uh, pie, love wrecking for a dream. Did you just say you love pie? Wreck, yeah. wreck, and wreck them for a dream. I saw that. He loves pie and wreck them for a dream. I saw that movie. man. Wrecking I love pie, P I A. I love pie. Wrecked them, damn near killed them. Pie was the First date me and my wife ever went on. That's a serious fucking date, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. She knew she was in for a treat. Yeah, time. she knew she was in for a treat. <laughs> Vinny, Roberto Duran. Top five, dead or alive. Jeffrey, any thoughts? Vinny thinks he's top five, dead or alive. <laughs> I like that gimmick. Pablo? I haven't watched boss- boxing in a long time. Vinny, the Gallagher brother. No, I'm a fucking mark. I fucking love them. I love that band, and then, and none of it makes sense to how I live my life. I mean, <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> none of it makes sense to how I. Live um, my life. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. Why? Because. I want to see if Pablo says it. I'm definitely saying it. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, I know a story about them beating some guy with an ashtray in a bar in Philly. Nice. Anyone we know? No. Uh. The one brother actually has to pay the other brother yes. to use his name. Yes. It's just heavy. I've always been a fan of the... Sledgematic for life. The, the, <laughs> nice. The brother duos in a band because there's always like mad tension. The Davies. The Davies, the yeah. Gallagher. Like it, it's always. Yeah, it's good stuff. Vinny, Nile Rogers. Chic. Ah, I was going to say that. I was going to. I got nothing else. Pablo, did you have time to Google him? I did. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a, a nice. Uh, <laughs> I can't say. Um, he still looks like a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what he was going to say. Yo, I know what he was going to say. It's getting late. <laughs> That's the funniest thing he said. All right. Vinny, Uriah Heat. I'm a mark because of King Diamond. Jeffrey? Vinny told me King Diamond only played Uriah Heat before he came on. Every every time I've seen him, yeah, Pablo, I prefer Uriah Carey. <laughs> he look, he, he was. I, I looked over while we were doing the <laughs> list, and he was nodded out. Yeah. I watched him. I was just looking at him, and he came back strong. See, he was gathering his strength. He was for the last for the last championship rounds. Vinny Coxbar. Ooh. 
personally, my favorite of street punk oi bands, you know, personally, I'm not saying that, um, you know what I mean? Gavin hipped me to them when I was a youngin. So I think of him when I think of them. Jeffrey P. Um, one the P of is the pain. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know P is my middle initial? We talk, Jeffrey Paul. Oh, how dare you? Um, w- one of the only bands of that genre that I think transcends it and and uh, is is bigger than the yeah the. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. like yeah. they're yeah. Yeah, I like what I've heard. <laughs> That's it. No, That's it. No cock joke. What? Why would I say that? Yeah, why? <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, top five dead or alive. Really? Yeah, holy greatest mo- bands to ever exist. Holy moly! Fuck yeah! Better than Uriah Heep. Oh, a thousand times better. Listen, but it's man. like apples and oranges. Listen, we're, no, we're not going to have any of this shooting on your eye heap. Better than yes? Please. Steve Albini. I, there's as much stuff he produced that I hate as there is that I like. So it's it's weird. He's not a dude that I could be like. Anything he does, I'm gonna like. Yeah. Like, like there's some dudes that are. Don't care. Never cared. Not interested on any fucking level. Fair enough. Jeez. Talented jerk job. Sicko. Uh, f- about with you. Half of his stuff that he's produced, I've liked. Half of it, I could give a shit about. So there's some big black that I like. Oh, you, you like big black? <laughs> hey, oh. Most of it I couldn't give a shit about. But I will say this. Um, I know someone. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> How do you just. <laughs> it's so it's, it's tired. He is. He's mad tired. Poor fella. He did Nirvana, you know. Yeah, we know. I know someone who, uh, someone very close to me interviewed him, and he's infamous for being a dick. And that person, when she interviewed him, said he could not have been nicer. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, so that always uh, makes you feel better. Jeff, uh, Vinny, the dwarves. I'm not uh, as hip to them as I, I don't want to say should be. But I kind of never cared. I'm not saying I should, shouldn't, Meh. but I just, no one ever put them. Basically, I was at the mercy of y'all and my brothers. So if someone wasn't a supermarket that said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, listen, that's how the early shit came, and it's sometimes it's weird to go back to shit and try to relearn. Jeff, um, they have two no, yeah, two, three brilliant records. The stuff they've done for the past fuck fifteen years is, in my opinion, total dog shit. And I'm not interested at all. I didn't know they made any Some records. Some motherfuckers, the yeah, they still make records. Some motherfuckers love this shit. I think it's fucking awful. But the three sub-pop records are really fucking good. What's the one with all the naked chicks with blood? Blood, guts, and pussy. That's it. That's the one I remember. 
That's... Uh, there's also an irony in what I said. I was the original Sub Pop Mark. Yeah. So it's it makes I was. Well, it's a... funny because I ne- I always forget they they were even a Sub. Pop I'm band. I I don't think of them as one. Yeah. Even though there were, I mean, I was listening to Tad and Mud Honey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat as Vinny. No one ever put them on, so I never had any yeah. interest. I didn't really know anybody that was huge into them either. The name is gross, too. Yeah? Yeah. Agreed. Vinny, Dave Dichter. I don't know who that is. MDC. Oh. Well, it's... he. Th- they're one of those things you respect what they did more than I'm playing them in my car, mm. if that makes any sense. Totally. Jeff? I went through a phase with them. You They're have cool. phases, man. Yeah, man. They're cool. Life's all about phases. It is. Seems to be. They were before my time. Mm. I'm a huge Dave Dichter fan. I was a huge MDC fan. Um, I think Dave is great. I think You're a dick fan. I am a fan of Dick. He's um, trying to set me up for dick jokes, and I'm not having it you're, tonight. You're, you're just all of a sudden yeah. he's highbrow. Yeah, well, oh, Jesus Christ, Pablo, Jim Penis, Pablo, Frank cocksucker. Yeah, not fall for it, dude. All right, and last but not least, Vinny, the album Nation of Million. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. The best rap album ever made. Jeffrey, uh, punk rock. Um, it's probably overall my favorite rap record. I I can't think of anything that's. I think I would I say like. the same more than straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that more than easy does uh, my, it. My, my yes, my uh, uh, limited um, rap knowledge. Chuck D is my favorite rapper of all time. I'm with that. Not, Vocally, not I don't think anybody touches him. I mean, it's already been said by Vinny and Jeff. There's really no more, yeah. no more to say. Pretty much, yeah. Would you think it'd be fair to say, if not the one of the most important records ever made? I think that, uh, and that means any genre. In any genre. I think it's as important as Sgt. Pepper's. I think it's as important as the White Album, Revolver, Pet Sounds. Do you think... An argument could be made that it's the most important hip hop record ever made. I I don't think it's an argument to be made. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, there's other ones that you could bring in, and I wouldn't say you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? But the, from the from first off, from what he was talking about, let's just get that out of the way. What they were tackling was unheard of, and then the production of the Bomb Squad. They were yeah. doing things. They were using machines to bend notes, to truncate. It was it was sheer insanity what yeah. they were doing. It was punk rock. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Our lovely Yay. favorite word association game. Oh, no. <laughs> Vinny, you know what that means, don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite part of the show. <laughs> my, I don't know what the opposite of favorite is. Least favorite? Yeah. Well, I mean. <clears throat> this is called Dear Vin. Dear Vin, here's some fucking <clears throat> thoughts from Samantha. Dear Vin, can I be a friend? Oh boy. I'm from Denmark. Love your song is happiness just a word. I'm a schizo, so I don't really have a lot of friends. Well, I had, but then they all faded. F A T E D. Away with drugs and stuff. 
You know you can't trust addicts. Sometimes I miss them, but I don't want to be a drug addict. Although I like smoking a little weed. Keep me calm and make me sleep and eat better. If you don't want to be friends, just make my day and set and send and hi or how you doing. I'm a fan, but not a stalking fan. But I understand if you don't have time to write me, I'll still be a fan. Have a nice day. Okay. Thought you were freedom fighter and all that. Man, you had me fooled. I really hoped I found a fighter, but I guess I'm going to look elsewhere. Facts for shit, you dumb asshole fuck. <laughs> wow. You, you are just like the other rappers rapping for a little fame. You don't care about us. The people that are left chilling to real rap. Shame on you, in caps. No, really, fuck you. I thought you were all about the people. You're fucking not. I hope you die. I hope you die. End your lie. Bye. I'm going to expose fake rappers as yourself. You give me the power to push on fake idiots. Why rap so kooky, man? I think he's trying to say cocky, but there's like nine those. You don't care. I've seen your friends make signs and showing one eyeball. You think I'm sleeping? Fuck you, bitch. I'm more awake than you will ever be, you fake bitch. Jesus Christ. You're in the... You're in the scope of my rifle next time you're in EU. Meaning Europe, for those who don't know. You rap shit, bitch. You're fucking with a no-good, low-life asshole, man. I don't give a shit for jail. Been there, done that. You're end damn bitch. You're not worth it. I'm like fucking over you and your retarded friends. Fuck you. Do not contact me. Thanks, <laughs> retard. <laughs> wow. You have a fucking big mouth. Meet me one-on-one. -on -one. I'll beat the shit out of you, you bitch. See, I'm not like... Wait. <laughs> See, I'm not like you. I say what I want when I want. I don't need a gang of people. Hee-hee. <laughs> face me or sent one to face me... I'll rip your asshole and rape you with a chili pepper. Jeez. That's, wow. that's awesome. That's I'm sorry, man. Haven't been myself. I'm mentally ill, but remember who your friends are, okay? Holy fuck. I see Illuminati symbolism in your videos you do with others. Sorry about your dad. My dad shot himself. Why the fuck can't I be a friend? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like a few things in this. Okay. I like. What about when he says he's going to shoot me and I, he's from a country where you can't get guns? I don't like that he said that Vinny was in the scope of his rifle. I uh, don't sit well with me. I like that he said um, faded as F A T E D. Yes. That's super fucking heavy. It is. And I think we're stealing that. I do too. He's getting vicked. Yeah. Crown we're, vicked. We're hacking him. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. 
I kind of like the, the rape you in the asshole with, with the chili pepper. It's creative. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it paints a mental picture. It does. It does. It paints with I'm words. Not, I'm not gonna lie to you and say I didn't visualize something horrible in my head while <laughs> I read did, that. As did I. Yeah, it wasn't good, but I. But uh, he, I think we all went. There. The, the kid can weave a yarn. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Dear Vin, hi. I love your songs. I just released a rhyme dictionary that show you the words to rhyme in the moment that you are writing your lines. Hope it's useful to you. Word up. <laughs> I like him too. A rhyming dictionary. Word up. That's how we ended it with an ex exclamation. That's how we're ending every show from now on. All right. Including this one. Uh, indeed. All right. Word up. I can't stress enough how poor the grammar and spelling is in all of these, which sometimes if you think, I've said this of most DFNs that I'm like, I sound like the slow kid reading in class. It's cause I haven't read these yet. I'm trying to sort through them and some are so bad. It's really hard to- They're just like one long run Yeah, like I'm, I just looked at this one and they spelled maybe M-A-B-E-Y. Yes. So- That's uh, a good start. Dear Vin, hey, what's up, Vinny? I'm going to get a portrait of you tatted on me, maybe, M-A-B-E-Y. I'm going to get a portrait of you tatted on me. Maybe if you have any good portraits of you, you can send to me so I can pick one I like most. <laughs> send him yeah. your second grade class picture. <laughs> send That'd me your portfolio. <laughs> so this guy wants my portfolio. <laughs> as if, like, it's it's real difficult to find a picture send of Send him. Like my second grade no. gimmick? Yeah, the glamour no. shots will go. No. Send him Pablo's wedding picture of all of us. I have a, a better the idea. One where... It's only better because I'm brilliant. God. How about <laughs> next week you draw me and we send it and say right. that the, I'm going to say the OG just took a picture of me. It's done. Here it is. And done. that's what we're going to. So Sicko will find this person. That is wonderful. Okay. I'll scan it and Sicko will answer as me. And it'll be an OG drawing. That, Draw, drawing. That would be wonderful. If, if he then gets that tattooed on him. Oh. Then he's in the gang. Yeah, like He's the leader. He will be the extra guy. He's the leader. Yeah. 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 He will. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> this is the final one of the night, gentlemen. Pablo, I know you, know, you want to count sheep. Dear Vin. I'm a big fan, Paz, but I feel like you take different route lately and not stick to the roots. Yeah. I still remember I like when it. I saw you live and you didn't even acknowledge me. E <laughs> ego much. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a crowd of 3,000 people, baby. Yeah, this is, this is the stuff that can kind of rev me up a little bit. Uh, but he used root and root in the same sentence. Different spelling, true. too. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, okay. When are you gonna... Yo, man, it's so hard. When When are you gonna out any new stuff out? I'm assuming he went to write put. Yeah. When are you gonna put any new stuff out? I haven't heard from you in so long. When was the Jedi record? 15 months ago? If that, yeah. Before that, an EP. Before that, two LPs, Jedi EPs, two Army of the Pharaohs records. 
And anyone out there that's thinking, don't be so egotistical to think that everyone knows your records. Well, you would think you would be if you're going as far as to write me. Right, if he's writing you and knows who you are. Right, so don't get it twisted that I think I'm famous. I realize I'm not. But if you're writing me, you should know the deal. It's not like he knew you from second grade and was writing you. I haven't heard from you in so long, and the last stuff wasn't how it was on the Violence album. We have, what, six albums with the word violence in it? (laughs) Also, so so he's shitting on me. I haven't heard from you in so long, and the last stuff wasn't how it was on the Violence album. Also, my cousin and my nephew are big fans, too. If you could call me and say some rhymes to me or us, that would be so cool. They would love that. I introduce you to them. He introduced me to them. I didn't know that I knew them. You're fucking down. You need to make more music and do what the world wanted to. I was at the clinic once and they played your song on the speaker and had to look just to make sure. When you do it, do it good. Don't glake out. Please let me know when you make more music. Because nowadays it's very difficult to get information. Absolutely. Imp- impossible. You need a personal invitation. There's no Facebook. There's Nothing. no Google. There's Nothing. no f- Facebook. Don't glake out, man. Don't glake out is what I'm trying you're to tell known, you. You're known for glaking I out. I mean, you glake out, you're whack. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write that down. I mean, you glake out, you're whack. Um, Fuck, man. Since, well, here's the thing, man. One thing about the professor is he doesn't manufacture things. He lives the life. He doesn't live a lie. He's about that life. So when we talked about a Pablo Chipo tip, he said, look, man, I don't got nothing for the gimmick gang. You know what I mean? When something naturally comes up, I'll keep it in the mental Rolodex and I'll drop the gem on y'all. My guess is for next Tuesday's show, he will have you know what I mean? A couple Cheap bullets up. in the chamber. I got something. So, something. with that said, without a, you know, with, with no gimmick to, to put pit over, Tip. P, I'm gonna send you to to uh, to the mailbag. Dig, dig deep into the mailbag. That's me in there. There you go. Yeah, got some Foley artists in the house. All right, this one is for the Vin and the OG from Johnny Landon. Guys, I am wondering what each of you thinks about the Chris. Benoit tragedy that happened back in 2007. Do you think he was truly guilty of the incidents that occurred that night? I have read a lot of interesting conspiracy theories which made me doubt his guilt, but after listening to Nancy Benoit's sister on Chris Jericho's podcast, I believe Benoit did it. If you guys haven't heard it, she basically said that Chris was paranoid and physically abusive to Nancy in the months leading up to the event. A, I recently listened to the interview with Nancy's sister, Gavin put me up on it because neither of us listened to Jericho's podcast because he has a lot of D-bags on it. And Gavin hit me and was like, yo, whatever you have planned next to listen to, put this ahead of it. She was super candid, the sweetest person in the world. They're from an Italian family, sweetheart. There are lots of conspiracies. There are people very, very, very close to him that say he is incapable. He was incapable of doing that. Um, I feel that Gavin believes he does it, I think. He's definitely an advocate for women's rights. 
I don't know if that sways him at all. I, I think she probably was battered, which is fucked. It's cowardice. Uh, I don't know, man. It's I don't know how much you know about it, but it's creepy, man. He like killed one, then killed his son, then like yeah, killed yeah, himself. Remember, remember he put story. a Bible next to it. It's there's some people that are convinced it was a murder. It's horrible all the way around, particularly, I mean, he was definitely roided out of his skull and suffered from roid rage and suffered from headshots, Ayo. Um, Nancy and the and the baby were completely innocent and it's so fucked. And she hasn't talked enough about enough because she did a lot of cool shit in wrestling. She was with Kevin Sullivan. She did cool stuff in ECW. She did cool stuff everywhere and seemed like the biggest sweetheart in the world. So two people definitely died that were innocent. And I don't know what was up with Chris, you know, but they erased him from the history books, bro. Yeah. OG? <clears throat> I can't say uh, 100%. If you're asking my opinion, my opinion is he did it. Um if he did indeed do it, fuck him. I don't care that if he was somebody's favorite fucking growing up. I don't care how talented he was. I don't care about any of that shit. Um, I'm pretty convinced that he did it. Um, there is an argument that I do have a bit of sympathy because I think he was pretty sick. Um, from whatever. I don't know if it was from the steroids or from the headshots or, or both. Yeah. Um, so you, you could kind of, um, get me a little bit with that. And, and I might not be so harsh if you could convince me of that, but otherwise everything that I've heard. And again, I, I don't ha I'm not privy to all the proper information. I'm, I know as much as anybody does. Um, if you're if you're if you're really asking me for my opinion, my opinion's fuck him, and I don't think that he should be even in a conversation about the Hall of Fame, which so many motherfuckers think he should. I don't think that he should. Uh, I do think that they should have erased him from the history. Um, I don't give a shit that he had some five star match with fucking whoever the fuck in Japan at war with Vince. I don't care. Fuck him. He killed his fucking wife, who, by the way, was in the fucking business. And nobody fucking, like Vinny said, nobody fucking mentions her. Um, she was an important part of the fucking business for a longer time than Benoit ever was. Nobody mentions her. And he fucking killed a kid. Fuck him. I don't understand why there's even any controversy about this on any level. Fuck him. And that's that. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I love his vocal inflection during the mailbag too. It's, Absolutely, he cha he changes into. We need a. He's like a moderator. If anyone wants to name this alter ego of Professor Pablo <laughs> during mailbag, send us your suggestions. Okay, this one is from Cronked. Hey guys, fucking great show. I know Sicko is a jerk off and hates everything <laughs> pop culture, and comic or sci-fi related. Philip K. Dick is my favorite author. It's my favorite author ever, although I love to read anything. Arthur C. Clarke and H.G. Wells probably would make top five for me, but you can't deny they are brilliant writers. I can see Sicko like an H.P. Lovecraft, though. What are Sicko's thoughts on these authors and thoughts on sci-fi writers in general? Love them. 
<laughs> no, like, he's asking a real sicko. I that is the real sicko. I hate science fiction a whole lot. Um, he's living up, Jeff. He is. Don't don't love them. I, I have never. I think I've read one science fiction book in my life, and it was only because I was told that it had the the answer to one thirty eight to it, which it didn't. Um, I I can't say that they're good or they're bad. I just have no interest <clears throat> in science fiction. Um, H.P. Lovecraft is just way over my head. I just, nothing I am interested in whatsoever. Not my thing. It's not my thing. Okay, this one's for Vin from Omni of Liquid. <laughs> Vinny, can you tell us what the Jedi Matrix symbol means and what it means to you? Uh, we yeah, I've talked about this countless times over yeah, the past. That's that's a boo. Twenty years, yeah, agreed. Uh, no, I mean no hate on the kid, but it's. Uh, I was reading the I Ching at the time that we were trying to. Um, that everything was coming together, you know, kismet, whatever. Uh, when we were running the label out of Pablo's basement, and uh, what are you laughing? I'm looking at the next one. The next oh, one. <laughs> that's all right. I thought he was thinking about the big black cock. Yeah, remember the big black cock in his basement? Yes, that fucking rooster. Statue? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's something from the I Ching. I've explained. <laughs> it's it gonna before. be one of your basements pretty soon, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. And it means abundance. It's it's yeah, it's a, a spiritual abundance. It'll be, yeah. This last one is for the crew from Booth Radley, yeah. the, <laughs> the my, uh, fucking the poster boy for New Jersey. <laughs> if you, if you could go back in time and see any one show, what show would you pick? Eddie. I would love to see one of those wild Stooges shows when they would play high school gyms back in the 60s or maybe an early Bruce Springsteen show in Asbury Park, New Jersey. <laughs> I can't choose <laughs> any show that was not in the state of New Jersey. Um, oh, Christ, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see the, what, the, the, the pistols in Texas. I was going to say, I'd go see the uh, pistols in England. Um... I would, I would like to see Op Ivy live. I would like to see Negative Approach in like the heyday, know, 81, 82. I like I like Pablo's answer, the Pistols in Texas. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd like to see the earlier Pistols, but yeah, that's a good one. Thin Lizzy for me, no question. Nice. Thin Lizzy, late seventies. Nice. And have a very anticlimactic ending to the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> and Jersey still sucks. Sorry, Boo. Yep. <laughs> With that, we're going to wrap up. But before we do that, recommendations. The Sicko, do you have a recommendation? I do. Mine's actually, I had to go back into the vault because I'm uh, running out. You don't of have a vault. Anything, wait, the vault, anything new. Uh, mine is documentary. I think, I think it's from 2005. It's in my top five greatest documentaries ever made um, because it's a documentary about one joke. It's called The Aristocrats. Oh, what a horror yeah. scene. Um, what a horror I'm scene. I'm not even going to go into what the joke it's is. It's brilliant. If you're a fan of the art of stand-up comedy, it's an almost perfect um, uh, documentary just about the craft itself. Um, <clears throat> the legend of the joke, The Aristocrats. Gilbert Gottfried. Wonderful. And the whole movie builds towards 
two things. One, Bob Saget, who is one of my favorite comedians, one of the funniest human beings on the planet. But the big deal is Gilbert Gottfried on the whatever roast it was right after 9-11. What a fucking horror scene, man. <laughs> where he just kept killing them and killing them. And yeah. when he finally like was like, they're not having the New York jokes anymore. He does the aristocrats joke, and it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen. So, I do, I own the DVD. I actually looked for it on Netflix, and I didn't see it. So I don't know where you'd go to find it other than buying the DVD. But it should be pretty easy to find. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like seven dollars, man. On yeah, Amazon. it's got like literally a hundred comedians are in it, and it was done at a time where some of the like George Carlin was still alive. He was in it. Uh, Robin Williams was actually very funny in his his brief cameo. David Brenner's in it. David Brenner, the Jokeman, uh, Jackie Jokeman, Emo Phillips. Everyone's in it. It just fucking everyone's in it, and it's just it's great. It's called the Aristocrats, not the Aristocats, the Aristocrats. Thank you. The Professor. This one is a place I was at earlier today. This is the uh, awesome place to eat in Philadelphia. It's the Urban Outfitters Cafeteria. Oh <laughs> Man. The uh, United States headquarters for Urban Outfitters is in Philadelphia. I love this. You take this motherfucker. You take Broad Street all the way till you can't go anymore. You're in the Philadelphia Navy Yard, which ain't really a Navy Yard anymore. Why is it so great? Because it's fucking pussy heaven. Is what's what's so good about it. Jeez. The food's good, but it's like a mini Manhattan where there's ten million good-looking girls there. Mini Manhattan. Mini. Um, the eye candy's just out of fucking control. Oh food's good too, but you know. Best in the summertime. What did you buy there? Um, I got, oh, uh, fucking uh, shrimp lo mein. Shrimp lo mein that made him fucking sick. Shrimp lo mein was fucking fantastic. Um, The parking sucks, but the uh, the eye candy is is the fucking best. The parking sucks. Open to the public. (laughs) But it's great. I recommend it highly. Chef recommends. Dummy. Yeah. Clans Casino. Yeah. OG. Fuck. Uh... I'm going to recommend a song. It's by a band called Hard, Fast, and Loud. They kind of came from um, Suicidal Tendencies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the I'm, song is called Resident Threat. It's like two minutes, and for some reason I've been obsessed with it for like a week. Excellent. Uh, all right. Mine is a documentary. It's called Catching Salinger. Oh. The Search for the Reclusive Writer, J.D. Salinger. <laughs> Um, I get very excited about these things. Jesus. I'm obsessed with Salinger. <laughs> if you can get excited about wrestling, I can get excited he about popped the bo- He popped a boner, Jeff. I'm not saying anything. I've been obsessed with Salinger since I was a kid. Um, he wrote two of my top five favorite books. And um, this is kind of about his strange disappearance in 65 and him becoming a recluse and the strange behavior that took place, um, his relationship with his kids, relationship with a girl who came to interview him who ended up not leaving. He ended up fucking pissing in bottles around his house. It's bad shit as Salinger was, but probably the one of the most brilliant minds of the 20th century. So uh, that's my recommendation. I look forward to borrowing that from you. Sicko, listen. <laughs> I like 
literary thing. I, like, I have two words for that, sicko. Dummy, yeah. I like <laughs> meaningful things. <laughs> meaningful. I get excited. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That that is that's that's uh, what's what's our new ending? Word up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has been. This has been episode number thirty Fuck. of the Broad Street Breakdown for Sicko, Professor Pablo, and the OG. My name is Vinny Paz. We will see y'all next Tuesday. Thank you. Peace. Word up! Right.